Greeting Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Hello and welcome in to the Jayhawk Talk Podcast. I am Kevin and joined with me as always is Andrew. And Andrew, we are coming off a wolf of a week here, 0-2. I'm not sure. We talked about this a little bit, what we should be doing on this podcast. We're going to try something a little different. Why don't you tell the folks what our plan is here? Well, I think we're going to go through and really explore the range of emotions of a Jayhawk fan that we go through on, on a on a daily basis here in a tough Big 12 January. So I think we're going to try to cover all those emotions. And, you know, are we going to get right into it or are we going to like? I think we should. I was right. wondering if we should put music to this. But either way, we're going to do a two-minute right. warning, right? Two minutes? Two minutes. We're going to do two minutes of get out your frustration. Let's talk about all the negative, just negative. Like, this is more of a catharsis. Get it all out there. <laughs> this is an airing of grievances for the fan base. And then we're going to do the opposite side of it. But let's let's get out two minutes uh, once I say go, Kevin, I want you to start. All right. And then I will make sure you hear the timer end. And then we're going to just hard cut, even if it's in the middle of a sentence. Okay. Hard, hard cut. Got and then it. we're going to regroup. We're going to do something different. And then we're going to come together and see if we come out somewhere at the end here. So right up top, one, two, three, go. Andrew, the sky is fucking falling on the University of Kansas right now. We just lost two games. I guarantee it it is two good teams that we lost to, but not like great teams that we lost to. I'm a little worried. In fact, I'm a lot worried about this Kansas Jayhawk team. And let me tell you why. Really, really quickly. We can't make a shot. Grady Dick can't make a shot. He can't throw in the ocean right now. We got turnovers left and right. We have zero bench. Zero bench. And Jalen Wilson, God love him. The guy goes for 40. That's not enough. If you got a guy that can go for 40 and you got five stars all around him and you still can't win, we got a problem. Is it the coach's fault? Have the coaches lost it, Andrew? You you going to jump in here? I'm going to go. Well, you're just going. I'm going to say at least it's going to get a little easier for us. Oh, wait, it's not going to get any easier for us. (laughs) We've got Baylor Monday, Kentucky Saturday, K-State at home, Iowa State, Texas. These are all... Well, whatever you say about Kentucky, but all like theoretically top 15 teams, whatever you think about Kentucky. Uh, And then we got like a a respite with a number eight overall defense in Oklahoma. It does not get any easier through January and early February. This, these are the dog days. This is when you have to show who you are. And we're showing that we're not very good. Andrew, we lost by 23 points at home. Is there anything else to say? We lost by 23 points in Allen Fieldhouse. So there was that Texas loss a couple of years ago, but like realistically, this is like when they have those, those century floods, this is like a century <laughs> flood. This is like one of the worst things that could happen uh, to Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, and I was there, Kevin, and I'll tell you, it was bad. It was, it was bad. bad. It was I, I bad. can't imagine. I, I mean, it was bad. Nothing you could say. Nothing Nobody was good. Say. Nobody. Kevin McCuller was bad. Everybody. Here's the thing I hated the most. Bad. You come out of halftime. With some momentum, they got it to 10. Things were looking positive. And then they just absolutely laid an egg and were just dead of All right. energy. All right. Dead of energy. You're done. You're done. Oh. Does that does that noise didn't come through. But it listen, didn't come through? It I should can't. okay. Your microphone's too good. It only picks up your your voice. Okay. Well, anyway. That's <laughs> it. Two minutes. Two minutes is over. Okay. All right. Take a breath. Um, we can re- rerun it. Oh, uh, what do you what do you think? We were we doing okay. it. rerun it and do the opposite. Or we're doing the opposite. Okay. Do the it. opposite. <laughs> okay. Right. Got it. Three, two, one, go. Andrew, I'm gonna make the argument that losing two games in January is actually a good thing. It's time to lose a couple games to get the ship righted. And you gotta lose big. You can't just lose by one point in overtime to K-State. That's a cute loss. That's a little thing here and there. That's something you'll just remember. Good to build on. But you had to get your ass kicked to really understand that there's a lot more work to do to get where we want to get in March. And that's what matters, Andrew. A couple games in January don't matter. We lost a couple games last year in January. What happened? 
You know what happened, Andrew? Yeah, I know what happened. I, I just want to talk about, you know, in a previous season where we've lost by a combined 20 or so points in consecutive games. Now, I know this one was one in 23, but like, you know, collectively 20 some points in two consecutive games. That was last year. That was Baylor, TCU. You know, it, it happens. And then what did we do? We rebounded and then didn't lose another game until Thanksgiving. So what did we do after those games last year? We regrouped. We did what we did well more. We minimized what we did poorly and we won a national championship game. And you might say that there's tough games coming up. I view that as a positive, Andrew, just more quad one win opportunities, buffer those quad wins up, get them all up there. Don't worry about the schedule. I ain't too worried about any of it. I worry. Yeah. And if you are listening to the national media, which you should not do, you should not do that. They were saying like, Oh, Kansas is the best team in the country. But we knew here, like we were winning one point games and two point games. We knew we weren't quite there yet. So if you're having some, uh, you know, adjustment of expectations, that's your own fault because you knew we weren't ready yet. We could get there. That is but your you, fault. Knew, you knew we couldn't get that there. is your fault. Is, you're right. This is a work in progress and we're still working. We're still, and we have an all American Andrew who is capable of putting up 40 points. That's a win. And we got other guys who have right, all slumped that? at the same time. Ah, I still didn't hear ah, it. All right. Ah, fine. Wow. Right, it doesn't, right. doesn't show up. Maybe okay. the, uh, Oh, uh, I think it's because I turn on the zoom, uh, edit out background noise Aha. <laughs> and it turns off success. It turns off someone else's, um, iPhone, uh, alarm. <laughs> so maybe that's, maybe that's just like our technology is too good. It's too good. It's too good. Jayhawk anyway. Studios. So the, yeah, there you are. Uh, so here we are, Kevin, we have gone through both sides of this and I want to know, I don't, I know you're somewhere in the middle. Okay. I know you're so because that's the, why we did this, but I want to know: Are you closer to the first round, or are you closer to the second round? It's a great question, and one I've been struggling with a little bit. Uh, to your point a minute ago, where you said it's your fault if you thought this was the best team in the country, we've been saying for a while. I'm not quite sure what this team is. Uh, I I want to believe that they're awesome and a one seed. And then you see just little things that make you nervous. And uh, it's like that all came to a head all at once in the past week. No bench. What happens if Grady Dick misses shots? What happens when uh, we turn over the ball? What happens when, uh, you know, we run out a little bit of energy and, or what happens if KJ Adams gets in foul trouble? Like we saw all the things happen and all the sort of question marks that you had about the team. I'm glad, I guess it's happening now. Cause then you, you theoretically have some time to, to get ready. But I, I, it, obviously the knocks are there. You, you see the problems or the potential problems with this team and you got to hope, I guess one, a couple things, one, you got to hope not everyone's cold at the same time. Cause that ain't going to work. Obviously the, the margin for error is not there with this team, especially offensively. And so we got to have some, we got to knock down shots. And then second, we don't have a bench. We got to figure out something there. If KJ Adams picks up two quick ones, which he has the last two games. And by the way, he just, he's got to get some money's worth on these fouls. It's just little touch fouls every time. Uh, either he's got to stay on the floor or he's, or we got to have a bench because if we don't man right now, it's a zero. The bench is a zero. Bobby's a zero. He has not played well. Uh, I mean, Joe plays Joe's played. Okay. And Musical chairs at the five Uh, that can't work. We got to figure this out. So the only guess good news I'll say is all the things happened at once and we still could have gone one and one this week, right? We still could have, you know, won at K state wouldn't crazy to 50, 50 game there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we ran into an absolute buzzsaw. They shot 90% for like the first 10 minutes of the game. TCU did. They're not, we're not yeah. going to run against that again. So no, again, like right. that, that's where I'm at. I'm somewhere in the middle. I probably lean uh, I lean positive and I'll say, and here's why, and then I'll shut up. It's because you got to hope that this is the, this is the reset. This is the time when you want this kind of thing to happen so that you can adjust and, and, and maybe play through some, some knocks until you get it right. And hopefully get hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. And when is hope ever let us down? <laughs> well, <laughs> right. I said, most of the time, hope lets us down. However, uh, let's talk about these games individually because I think they are two different ways to think about it. The K-State game, 
while filled with a ton of emotion and a ton of you know this this pent up rivalry between the two organizations. You know the K State's good this year. They they're really good. They are worth, uh, you know, being ranked really high. They're going to be competitive down the stretch in the Big Twelve. They're going to be maybe the team to beat um, at this point in the Big Twelve race. Um, but we had them right. You know how often are we going to foul three starters out? How often are we not going to get a shot off at the end uh, of a uh, of the timer and regulation? It's just not going to happen that often. Uh, so I think if that game is played again, I think you know, and it will be here a week from Tuesday. Uh, I think we'll get a win at home, and I think we can get a win in Bramblage if that game is played. I think we win six out of ten times in in that environment. Uh, but you know, that's hats off to K State. They did they did well. The TCU game is different, Kevin. That was that was a team where, yes, TCU, I think, had the lowest three-point shooting percentage, and then they make five of six and basically win the game in the first 10 minutes. And the one we the one they missed, offensive rebound and a score. So uh, you know, uh, it's it's hard to beat that. I mean, when when we've done that, when you know uh one hits, you know, five threes five in a game. Six, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna win. You're that gonna game. win. You're gonna win. You're gonna yeah. win that game. And so, but you're right. The concerning thing yesterday was when we did make the little run to get back into it and we went into halftime feeling okay. We come out and score 14 points in the first 15 minutes of the of the second half. So bad. It, it, to to really not be in contention at all. Like the moment you're supposed to turn it on and the moment we've seen this team turn it on in the past, we're talking last year, K state on the road. We're talking national championship game when, you know, you've, you've fought back, you've clawed back, you've put yourself in it and then they get back into position and win the game. We were never really in that position yesterday and they tried a lot. They tried a lot of things. Ernest came in, tried to, show what he can do and, and show it a little bit in spurts, but not enough to win a game. We saw MJ. We saw MJ for a second. MJ come in for a hot second. Didn't do a thing. Uh, <laughs> wasn't given much time to, uh, but yeah, if, if Jalen is just driving to the basket to try to score, you know, that is when we've struggled in games and we saw that a lot against K-State, and it kind of worked, and it did not work yesterday, especially when no one else was able to score. No one was able to score. Yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to get more from everybody else. I mean, uh, look, Jalen was great. Uh, you know, two games in a row, still not like wildly efficient, but and and that's just not who he is. I think we figured that out by now. Uh, he had had sort of a really, really inefficient stretch for a while, but uh, the guy, I mean, goes for 30. Uh, he's the only one that can make a shot four for nine from three. Like you'll take that uh, every single, that percentage from three, every single time from him. Uh, but what you can't have is everybody else just, just doing nothing. I mean, doing nothing. Uh, Grady goes two for eight from three and it felt like worse. Uh, and you know, <laughs> Interestingly, the plus minus, I know we hate this stat, but the plus minus Michael Jankovic. Well, Michael Jankovic was probably the best. Mm, nope. Uh, Zach Clements was actually in seven minutes. He was positive plus two uh, in the half when they kind of made that run. Jalen Wilson was the worst minus 22. Uh, well, no, he was in, he was, in he was the, on the, on the, court he was in the there most. the whole game. Uh, and that's part of the problem. I think a little bit with, you could talk about Juan, uh, you know, not having a great game. Uh, still had eight assists, you know, whatever, turn the ball over a little bit, but the, what self said in the post game, I think is right. And maybe explains partly what we saw both in the K state game when Juan made some mistakes. And in this game is he held their guard, their point guard to really bad games, both games, Yep, both games, great defensively. I mean, Noel, absolutely. Noel was not a factor in the K state, completely non-factor. And when you have him doing what he does on that end for 40 minutes and 45 minutes, you need him to do that because that's what he's best at. And then he's really good at, you know, play point guard too. But when you get behind and you need him to take that extra, you know, that extra juice to start a rally and get back, like he ain't got it. And I don't blame him. I mean, no one has that. 
for what for the kind of energy that they're asking him to extend. And we just don't we don't we can't take him off the court. And you could say the same thing for Jalen. And so it makes sense. And and what Bill said after the game, kind of like, look, we we didn't have the juice, we didn't have the energy. Uh when you don't have defense, when you can't you turn it up defensively. Uh, you know, we don't have enough offense on this team. And he basically said it straight away to keep up with a team like TCU. If you're not great, like perfect on defense, he's like, we were awful on defense. And so I know everything starts with that for, for him. And, and I think this team can be really, really good defensively. Like we've seen it uh, in spurts, but can they match that? Is this a, is this a team that can get behind and make a rally, a comeback? We, I mean, Oklahoma was a good example of yes, but without making shots, the answer is no. Like we we have to be able to make the three ball, and we just haven't. Uh, so we'll see. So let's talk about some of the glaring errors that that need to be fixed. And I, I just want to point out a couple that that just come out to me. And I'm no expert here, but I've watched a little bit of college basketball. Uh, so take it for what it's worth. But from a high con- conceptual level. There are some times when we run great plays for Jalen Wilson. There are other times when he goes it alone and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. On the other side of that, Juan Harris is a true team offensive player. I I think there's some statistic out there that KJ Adams's points, like 80% of them come off of assists and those assists are coming from pick and roll from Juan Harris. Yeah. Right. And so it seems like we're running two offenses here. One is an ISO Jalen Wilson, and one of them is a true move the ball around traditional Kansas Kansas offense. And I think that think that really contrasts and sometimes conflict and fight with each other because we could be running Grady off a hundred screens, or we could be ISOing Jalen on the right side. Those things don't work well together. True. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Uh, the other thing is. <laughs> I wish Ernest was better right now know, because there were there were just certain moments in yesterday's game where Ernest showed what a giant man on the post can do <laughs> both offensively and defensively. Like he had a couple of awesome blocks, he had a goaltend which is I'm I'm always okay with. You know, it shows shows who you are, big man underneath. Uh and I'm not saying that like KJ shouldn't play the minutes he has because whatever we're doing with him is working. But having that presence down there just does a whole lot and opens up both sides of the floor. Yeah. I mean, he had, to your point, he obviously made a free throw or whatever, but uh, had a couple boards, two steals, <laughs> and a block shot. Because he's just long. Because yeah. he's just long. And I, I tweeted somewhere in the middle of the game, and I can't remember where, but and he wasn't in the game at the time. I said something like, it turns out we're just not very tall. Like that, that, that it felt like that for a while in that game. And especially on, you know, offensive rebounding and things like that, where they just kept getting opportunities Uh, that, that is, I feel right now, and I could be wrong on this, but if it's almost like that is the missing piece Um, and I can't, you can't take KJ off the floor when that pick and roll is working. You just can't, he's awesome. Like it's the right matchup, but is Eddie Lampkin, the right matchup. Uh, I don't know. Like, are we going to run into a lot of those? No, but when he's in there, it sure is nice to have somebody who can erase and more importantly, allow you to single up somebody instead of re- requiring help every single time. Uh, and I know it is what it is. It's how, it's how we play that. But uh, I, <sighs> I'm nervous, I guess, about, about that very thing. And I have been for a while and it's we continued to work and KJ has been awesome. So it like masked it. He's been like absolutely terrific, but if he gets in foul trouble or if it's not effective, it's he's getting schooled or it's not working or the other team's really tall, we got a problem and we don't have an answer. And I still don't think we have an answer. Zach Clements was still the first off the bench. Zuby came in. Ernest came in like it's it's like we're still playing musical chairs there. Uh, it, it would be nice to have by this time something figured out. And I hope, you know, now as we as we enter almost February basketball, uh, you know, we get that figured out pretty quick. Who's it going to be? I don't know. Who's, 
it ain't Zach. Likely- it ain't Zach. Like, and the Zach's continued to be the first one off, but I don't think it's Zach. Uh, but just, you know, uh, obviously he's playing there for a reason. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's something like this. Zach has a baseline of he's tall. He can get some rebounds and putbacks. I think that's his value. He's got a baseline of skill that like, you know, you're going to get at least a little bit. Ernest obviously has the highest ceiling, but he's got some pretty low lows. Zuby's kind of in the middle, kind of in the middle. You know, he was the first guy off the bench for a while. Um, so I think you got to hope it's Ernest. It, you know, I'm not saying he should start, but you know, if he could be that. And and I, this is a problem KU's had for a decade, right? Of, of who's the first big off the bench, because we've had a string of bigs who can really only play 20 minutes. And, We've been lucky that KJ has been able to play a lot more, but in the past two games, there's been some foul trouble. So maybe you just hope, right? When is hope let us down uh, that KJ can stay in the game for 35 minutes or you, you develop, you know, some other way. Cause it's not like we can go Jalen at the five uh, against a team like TCU. Not going to work. Uh, you know, we don't, we need, we need somebody else there. So I think that's what it is. I think you gotta, you gotta hope it's, it's Ernest going the rest of the way. Well, we'll see. Uh, are you worried about Grady Dick? I'm not worried about Grady Dick. Oh, but I'll say this about him. You know, we ask a lot of the freshmen, especially the really good freshmen, uh, that come into this program, you know, when we're listing the really, really good ones on, on one hand. We're talking the Josh Jacksons, the Andrew Wiggins is, you know, not even the Josh Selby's, but like, you know, there's, we don't have a ton of these guys that we ask this much of we're asking a lot and we need to have him not play like a freshman in the big 12 because, you know, he's only had a handful of games against high, high level competition. We have, we have Duke, Tennessee. uh, I wouldn't consider Missouri high competition. I'll leave it there. Uh, Indiana, and then you hit Big 12 where every game is this way. And so when this is the first time he's had to play back to back to back to back to back, high, high level, you know, high level. This is these are sweet 16 elite eight games twice a week. And any freshman is going to deal with problems because especially when they're designing their defense around you. Other teams are not designing their defense around Jalen Wilson, although you saw them take TCU take away some stuff from Jalen. They're designing their defense around Grady Dick and keeping him off the free throw, the three point line. And so when they're designing it around you and you're playing big boy basketball, you're going to have to take a next step. And and he hasn't hit that yet. I think he can, but he's going to have to avoid that freshman slump when you start to hit these elite teams over and over again. All right, so we look forward here, and oh man, how about that? Let's look forward because there's there's a lot to look let's, forward to. Let's Kevin. get real excited here. Oh man, um, well look, so self said in the post game, he said we ain't gonna be favored in Waco, we ain't gonna favor be favored in Lexington. Then we go to Ames, we ain't gonna be favored there either. That was this quote in the post game. <laughs> so now Ken Palm might. Big to differ, but I don't know if it's much. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, we're favored by one on Ken Palm against Kentucky, but you know, they're, they're starting to turn the other two are losses bit. though. The other two, he's got 76, 74 Baylor uh, loss, uh, Iowa state 67, 65. And then you're right. The one point Kentucky uh, with K state mixed in there. So another easy, easy game at home there. Uh-huh. Um, Three of the next four on the road, Andrew. Um, and then of course we got Texas at home after that. So this was the stretch that we had talked about and you said you, you felt good about coming out of it with two losses. Mm-hmm. Your so, two yeah. losses are up. <laughs> so I hope you're still right. Uh, I said I would take two or three and feel pretty good. Um, uh, so Andrews, what are we going to do here in the next three? I mean, so or next four, let's just call it. We got Baylor. On Monday. So a lot of you will be listening to this on Monday today, potentially for you. Um, and Andrew, all Baylor's been up to, if you've been paying attention is winning their last four after a little slow start in the big 12. Um, 
Now they've played probably the easiest stretch that you're going to play in the big 12 West Virginia, Oklahoma state, Texas tech, Oklahoma. So whatever, like, but they still won. Um, and now we get them, you know, at home for their, their home. How do you feel about that game? We'll take them one by one. And let me, let, let me know where you're at. Like, let's, let's see if, if you're having to put money on this right now. Can you win that game? Yeah. Coming off a 23 sure. point loss at home. Yeah. It's the that Kansas Jayhawks rebound. Right? That stings a little bit. Like they're, they're going to have to not something that happens when you're, when you lose a game like that is you got to realize you can't be cute anymore. Like this stuff that you thought you could do when you're blowing teams out, which we haven't done in a while. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't work anymore. You're going to have to really focus on what works. And so I think we'll see a, a dialed in team that's dialed in on both sides of the floor. I, I mean, I think that really we do match up well with Baylor because of our perimeter guards. I think our perimeter defense is, is second to none in the country. And I think that we could take away those three elite guards. Um, you know, it's going to be, can we, is that going to be enough? If, if we, you know, slow those guys down enough, are we going to have, you know, enough on the interior for when they adjust and are we going to have enough offensively? And I, I think we do. I think we can go down to Waco and win. And, you know, and, you know, we're, we're talking about two teams matching up, but we're also talking about some emotional side on the KU side where we've lost two. We need to get a win. And, and this is where Bill self teams can, can really thrive is that when they, when they come off something like this and he can get them real, get them focused. And so just like coming down at the end of a game, you can not bet against bill, bill self teams. I think that, you know, coming off two losses, this is where you want to be. You thought that TCU's offense was pretty good. Uh, Baylor's offense is better. Ken Palm adjusted number two in the nation <laughs> offense, uh, off, uh, offensive efficiency number two on Ken Palm. Well, and I so, don't think that TCU is, is known as an offensive team. I think they're primarily a defensive team, but they just played well offensively on Saturday. They got it going. Uh, and that can happen. Obviously you can run into a buzzsaw, but still, uh, we are not getting, uh, an easier break on our, on our defensive, uh, 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 assignment against Baylor following that TCU game. In fact, it should be on paper, a lot tougher matchup on, on defense. And that is scary. Uh, but to your point, Bill's been pretty good at this. Uh, we have not lost three games in a row very often under bill self. Do you know the last time we won three or lost three times in a row? Was it 2013? Self? Was this Topeka YMCA? I actually don't know the answer to this. Oh, okay. But I was curious if you, uh, uh, if you knew. I, I think it was Topeka YMCA. Uh, that was with the first loss to TCU. Okay. No, it actually was two years ago. Uh, the 21 season, we lost to, in January, Oklahoma State. These are three away games in a row. Yeah. Oklahoma State away, Baylor away, Oklahoma away. We, uh, that was a weird COVID year. I can tell you this. He has never lost four in a row at Kansas. Whew. So this stretch potential, a little worrisome. We'll just get uh, the win against Baylor. We'll dominate Kentucky. We'll get us back on track. That would do it. That would do it. Uh, so we, you mentioned Kentucky. Let's go there for a second. Uh, obviously a, a dumb middle of the <laughs> conference game that's made for TV and nothing else. Uh, I think this is the last year of it too. That's good. I, I don't, I, I like playing Kentucky. I don't really like playing it in the middle of the conference season. It's just weird. Yeah. Cause it, it, we're just so dialed in on the big 12 and it takes away a bye game. Yeah. And if they even have those next year, I have no, I have no idea how the big 12 is going to work, but like, you know, let's play this game over Christmas or something like let's do, you know, a, a, you know, po a pre nationally televised football game on CBS on a Sunday or something. Let's do something fun with this Kentucky game. Not like lost <laughs> in a late January scrum. It is weird, but, but look, say they've been playing a lot better, like a lot better. They had that, uh, that win at Tennessee that kind of, uh, turned everything around for them, at least 
uh, as as people were sort of judging the way that they, that their season was headed. Uh, you know, it wasn't long ago, Andrew, when everyone in Kentucky was calling for Cal's head. Uh, so it's been a, a little bit of a strange season uh, in that regard. But uh, that won't be an easy game either. Never is. Uh, made for TV. Everyone should be you know dialed in theoretically. What do you think of that game? A uh, couple things to look at. You know, they've kind of switched some stuff with Casey Wallace. He's a freshman mm-hmm. and Severe Wheeler. Severe Wheeler had been their point guard. Wallace is kind of taking that role and they've done a lot better. So, you know, look for the, those perimeter guys to give us some fits, but I think everyone's kind of overlooking the elephant in the room. And that is Oscar Sheboy and Oscar Sheboy has always destroyed us. He has yep. always done well against KU. He was a freshman at West Virginia, but he's a sophomore at West Virginia last year down field house. And then we have his senior year, Coming off his you know national player of the year campaign, Oscar Sheboy is going to be the guy we're going to have to play. And is KJ going to guard him the entire time? Is KJ going to be able to You're not foul get out in the five, first five fouls? Yeah. Not get five fouls against Oscar Sheboy? And if we don't have KJ, is that option? You know, probably going to have to double team him a lot. Uh, is are those other guys going to be ready? Is Zach going to be ready? Is Zach Clements ready to guard Oscar Sheboy? Is <laughs> <laughs> is is Zuby Ejiofor and you know freshman Zuby Ejiofor is freshman Ernest Uday ready to guard uh, Oscar Sheboy? I don't know. I think that's where you know Cal's just like licking his lips, you know, getting ready uh, for that matchup if he gets ready for matchups at all. It's, it's I heard some rumors that they don't even do scouting anymore in Kentucky. That could just be huh the the fans it's probably uh, the, the fans <laughs> the fans getting. Cal's a good coach. It. I'm not. I'm not buying any of this nonsense. Is he? I don't know. We'll see. I, the, not, one of the I'm biggest. One of the biggest criticisms of Cal uh, was that he's he runs a 2008 offense. I and got not it. and not uh, adapted to modern. Uh, and uh, you can sort of see that, but yeah, I, I then understand. again, he just goes and gets the best players and it helps. Just runs them out on the floor. I mean, there's. That that is a little bit of stereotype, but there's also some truth to that. Yeah. But it works most of the time. Most of the time it works. Uh yeah, Oscar had a I remember he had a big game against KU last year. I don't remember what it was. I I it didn't matter. It didn't matter. They won by was, whatever, 20 points or something. Uh but I want to say he went for like 20 and 15, which at the time was pretty just kind of normal for him. <laughs> um and and that won't shock me if he does that again. Um, we just have to make shots. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. I'm yeah, a little he went, worried. He went 17 and 14, but Keon Brooks had 27 points. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. It was bad. That's right. It was bad. All right. Well, so that's that game. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we come back and play K-State at home. And and then we got, uh, we it was at Iowa State away after that. Uh, good guy. I mean, this is just stupid. Uh, and then Texas at home and then Texas at home. Who's playing, stop. who's playing good too. Um, uh, it just doesn't stop, man. Um, Texas did have that loss to Iowa state. And I think now might be a good time to, uh, to do a little reset in the big 12 and maybe talk a little bit about where we stand right now with the big 12 conference. Uh, we've, I think we have enough games under our belt now to kind of get a sense of where everyone's at. Uh, Maybe. But but we talked about last week, this game against K-State was a measuring stick for not necessarily for Kansas, but was for K-State. We kind of knew what Kansas was. And I still think, by the way, we kind of know who Kansas was even after this week. I I don't think I've changed much about how I feel about KU. The more I think about it, the more we kind of get away from the 23 point loss. Uh, Because like they're still right there. They're top 10 team in the country, which I think we can reasonably argue. Uh, they are uh, a team that has a high enough ceiling that they could get hot and make a run. Uh, are they going to manhandle teams? Never. We knew that before though. Um, are are they going to out athletic any team? Probably not uh, unless, you know, it's a low major team. So we just kind of know who they are. Like Jalen has to be good. Uh, we have to make shots and we got a guard. And like, I don't think there's anything else to it. Is there? 
So I, I guess what I'm getting at is K state, I think has proven what I wanted to see from them, which was, can you beat KU on a coin flip game at home in a massive environment? And, and can you continue to win games against, you know, teams you should beat like a Texas tech, which they did. It wasn't pretty, but they beat them. Uh, and they're six and one in the conference and 72, 17 and two overall and sit atop the big 12 and probably deserve to. Um, I mean, they're talking about K state as a one seed right now. And based on resume, I get it. So is K state Andrew, the best team in the big 12. They've got the, they've got the best record in the big 12. They've got a case for it. You know, uh, Will, here's a question back to you. Does a K-State or does any team win 12 games in the Big 12? So does, does the winner finish 12 and 6 or above? I think we get one 12 and 6 team and, a, one, and some 11 and 7s. One 12 and 6, that means that the team would win. Uh, yep. Because it's gonna be it's gonna be a fight down the stretch. K State's gonna have to lose some games. You know they've they've only lost one. They're seven in seven of their eighteen eight, eight team game schedule. So uh, you know they've got a, a, a head start. Ken Palm has four teams projected at eleven and seven uh, <laughs> to win the Big Twelve. Everybody then, gets a banner. You get a right. banner. You get a banner. Right? Wouldn't you that be a, a way? Wouldn't that be a hell of a way <laughs> to go out on a, the the last true Big? Big 12 season as we know it. You know, next team, next year we'll have 14 and then we'll have 12 after that. Wouldn't that just be like this? The first, you know, this round robin, true round robin, this pure conference basketball that we've really loved, you know, for the last, what, 10, 12 years, just go out with a bang with everyone a champion because then you've got two uh, teams uh, with Baylor and TCU at 10 and 8. Shoot, uh, they could be eleven and seven if things. They could right. like the, we get could, six it, teams. We could get six. Hang six, six way banners. first first place. <laughs> yes, uh, it's not like the we laugh, but it's actually not crazy. Yeah, like, it'd be something to monitor. I'm obviously not rooting for that. I'm obviously rooting for KU to finish sixteen and two. But I understand that the Big Twelve is not like that this year. No. Big Twelve is going to be very difficult. So, uh, you know, uh, it's. Something to keep an eye out and really arguably what people have said, the best team in the big 12 is Baylor and they're not in that group. I think they're going to make a play to join that higher group and to, to go above that higher group. And then TCU yesterday, uh, they are also in that lower group, uh, yeah. at least in projection wise, they have, they have a, a reason to, uh, to, to, for, to state their case for the best team in the big 12 as well. I will say that there are six teams that are really good. And there are four teams that are pretty good. And those top six teams <laughs> all have some kind of argument to say that they're the best team in the Big 12 right now. Yeah, I, I could, you could do that, and I would allow it. I mean, based on resume, obviously, it's tougher to put TCU and Baylor right there. Uh, and maybe Texas, although I could, like, understand it, especially if we're talking about sort of recency. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you could argue K-State easily, uh, probably the easiest right now. Uh you could argue Kansas. You could argue Iowa State really easily. Uh, and then Texas, Baylor, TCU, Andrew are all, I mean, I, it, we talked about how you rank them. Uh, and last week I said I thought TCU was the second best team in the Big 12, uh, which we had talked about on on a spaces. And that take, you know, this last weekend made me look pretty good on that prediction. But uh, are, do you move? K state away from the top one or two right now. I don't think so. So let's do it. Let's, let's, let's see what this exercise turns into rank them. Let's rank them. Yeah. You start. <laughs> I'm not I'm starting. Gonna, I'm not starting. I'm going to put K state. Number they one. The best resume. They got the best resume. Is it the best resume or the best team? I well, If you want to, if you want to make an argument for why K state is first, it starts with resume, okay. but you know that you could take that either either way, but they're also. I mean, if you want to talk about the numbers, the numbers actually don't like them as much. Uh, the like the Ken Palms of the world, I think they're what fourth uh, in the Big Twelve or fifth in the Big no, Twelve no, no. per numbers. Is it oh, worse no, than that? No, they're eighth. Eighth. <laughs> eighth. They're uh, seventh. Excuse me. They're seventh. 
So yeah, I mean, whatever. If if we're gonna Jesse knew that this, crazy, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like if you were the person who took takes the Ken Palm numbers and does your top 25 ballot, and which is not an unreasonable thing to do. Oh god, they're like, 26. I, I just looked 26. at it. They're 26. They wouldn't make it. Why they won't they move? Not, I don't well. I, Whatever the algorithm is, and you know, we put a lot of faith in that algorithm. Yeah. A lot of the conversations that like are had in college basketball are based around the product of that algorithm. Uh, they would be 26th. And you know, I can sort of see that the way they, they play the kind of close games that they've had. Um, but whatever, you know, this is this it's enough into the season where it's not based on any any like negative priors. I guess we're, I didn't realize this. They have four overtime wins. Yeah, and they've won them all. He's got four no in overtime. Wow. I didn't realize uh, they had four. A loss to Butler does a lot early on in the yeah, season. I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm gonna still stay at K-State. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm keeping at K-State. They beat KU. Uh they got the Number best two. wins on in the Big 12 so far. Maybe three of them. I'm gonna keep them. Number, Number two. two. Am yeah. I doing this or are you doing? Are we going to go back and forth? What do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. Is, what, is it your list or my list? Uh, well, we can. You can argue with it. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm not going to argue with K State at two. All right, number one because they've got one loss. They've got some good road wins, which go a long way in the Big Twelve. So yeah, right now number one K State. I I think I put Iowa State next. Uh, fair. Had How do you feel a, about that? Had a home loss or away loss to Oklahoma State, and the only two losses if, are away. Yep. If you want to win the Big Twelve, you can't lose at Oklahoma State or a team that's that low, because there's going to be some some losses that you're going to take on the road, and that can't be one of them. So if you go down the road and you lose to every team better than Oklahoma State, you're putting yourself at seven or eight losses. Yeah, and then you can't lose. Then you can't lose at all at home. So. Yep. I I I don't know if I'm putting them two. I'm probably not putting them two. They've lost two games in the Big Twelve. Those two games lost by a combined four points. Wow. I think they got best defense in the Big Twelve. Uh, now they got tough tough stretch ahead, like everyone does. But I kind of like Iowa State's team, and uh, and we'll we'll see. They've hold held serve at home. That's important. They've won two games on the road. That's important. Not everybody can say that. Gary, what do you I, got next? I got Kansas next. That's fair. Um, you know, it's interesting you're not putting TCU up there yet. Uh, we'll see what happens it was with close. Baylor. Texas hasn't done a whole lot to like dissuade you. So if we're talking about kind of the next folks in order, yeah, you have an away loss to to uh Iowa State, and then you've got that weird, fluky K-State crazy 116 point game. Yep. What was that? Who knows what that was? Um, so Texas can't be too far behind, um, but okay. KU at three, uh, KU has got a lot to prove. They were obviously coming into the week as probably bar none, the considered the best team. Now they've got some work to do. So I'm not going to argue with that, but they could very well be sixth on this list. I've got Texas next below TCU. And the only reason I have that is that West Virginia loss by nine points that TCU has that just kind of sticks out a little bit. Uh, Texas doesn't have that loss. Uh, well, and that's kind of like the loss to Oklahoma state that, yep. that, that Iowa state took or that they lost by nine though. West Virginia did. I mean, that's, I that's, that's a lot. Um, so that's my order. I have Texas, then TCU, Top then five. Baylor, then Baylor, Baylor six. What do you do? What do you do? What You're do you right. do? You got to put somebody six. I mean, here's the only, and I can, you can make the argument on any of it. You can make, I could reasonably hear that argument that Baylor's the second or third best team. And that argument is they've won four in a row after a tough start. They haven't lost since January 7th. Uh, And they've got wins. Now three out of those four wins were away. So they went through a stretch on three games that they were probably not favored or close to it. And they won all three Um, and then held serving home. All right. And they lost one tough game in overtime to Kansas State. Otherwise, you know, close game to TCU. I I think that you can make that argument, but 
I want to see what happens in this Baylor game. If K, if Baylor beats Kansas, Baylor's going to jump. Obviously, they're up there in third, third or fourth. Right, and jump in our rankings doesn't matter. But they're going to make a play for winning the Big Twelve if they can beat KU. What do you do? They, where it's a game they have to win. It's a game if they're going to win the Big Twelve, they're going to have to beat KU at home, because uh, otherwise, you know, it's not going to be in the cards for them. They're, they may be too far back. I mean, at least with just wish with everybody ahead of them. Like that's a game they have to have. They, these that's why the loss yesterday to TCU was so bad is because you got to hold serve at home because if you don't, the teams ahead of you are going to jump because you're it's going to be tough to, to win on the road. Yep, I, I got. I got Oklahoma state next. Yeah. The last four of these, you know, I think I put West Virginia at the bottom, but Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, Texas tech, I think are all pretty good teams. They're good. And I, and so Ken Palm has Texas tech going four and 14. That is outrageous that that is, you know, it's probably, you know, realistic and reasonable that you can come to that conclusion. That's a good team. It's a really good team. Usually when you see these four and 14 teams, you know, going, uh, c- coming out of the Big seat. Twelve, it's hot, hot seat. seat time. Hot seat season. It is, you know, these terrible, terrible teams. You know, teams that just can't get up in the morning. Uh, that's not this team, and that is not these bottom four teams. Those teams are all good, and different conference will be a good seed in the NCAA tournament. I got Oklahoma State here because they've won their last two. They had a good week. They beat Iowa State, and. That was a good win, no matter where it is or how it happens. Like that's it. Like that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I got Oklahoma next. I don't even know why. Like I don't have a great reason, but I think they're the next best team. And then to your point, West Virginia, Texas Tech, in whatever order you want. Of uh, those bottom four, who is most likely to make a case or make a run to try to get into that top six? Or make a run into the big or into the NCAA tournament because really we're when you see the bracketologies we're sitting at six or seven of the bottom four most likely to make the tournament most likely to make a play to join the kind of big kid table at the Big Twelve. I think it's Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma is probably right there. It's one of those two. I mean, Oklahoma is a little more balanced team, uh, but Oklahoma State is is absolutely terrific on defense. Um, so, I mean, I, I could accept either argument, and frankly, they both probably deserve to be in the tournament. I mean, just based on their how good they are and where they would be anywhere else and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they're going to knock yeah. off some teams. I mean, I, I think right now Oklahoma's beat nobody. Their two best wins are West Virginia and Texas Tech. Like, they're going to beat somebody. Uh, but, you know, same with same with Oklahoma State, as we saw with with Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, I would say from a talent standpoint, my answer would be Texas Tech. However, they're zero and seven, that's and that's hard to come back from. Yeah, at some that point, is, your record starts to be your record. Your that's right. Uh, but I think we've got to hope that they start picking some teams off. Uh, but, I, I I think that their their chances of going to the tournament are gone. But uh, you know, maybe not, not gone for good, but they're, they're pretty much gone, but they can, they can try to make it a season. They can try to make it a, a, a worthwhile season. They almost beat us. They almost beat Texas, but it's the, it's that 34 point loss to Iowa state. that still sticks out to me. I don't know how that yeah. happens. They were banged up a little bit. Although uh, I would have also said, I don't know how KU lost by 23 points at home either to anybody. So we can. You could split hairs any way you went there. Yeah, Big 12, where every game is close, except when they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Andrew, we we I think we have we have walked through now kind of where, where we were at, where KU's at, what needs to happen, what we'd like to see happen. Um how just let's just do a gut check. Just how you feel? How you feel about KU right now? Well, not great. I mean, I was at the outfield house yesterday and walking out of there started to like sleet and snow and rain. It's like, man, like this isn't my, this is not my ideal walking back to my car weather. I've walked out of this place a million times and usually I'm feeling good. 
you know, feeling happy. And yesterday was just kind of miserable. Just a little I kind of, I kind of had that feeling going into the chiefs game afterwards. I'm like, man, this is, this is just going to be a day, isn't it? This is just going to be one of these days and the chiefs pulled it out. So that's good. But, but otherwise, you know, I, it just felt like we couldn't get anything going. You know, the things that, you know, TCU had answers for stuff and, and really it wasn't just an offensive thing. It wasn't a defensive thing. It was just didn't have the energy yesterday. Didn't have the focus yesterday. Uh, didn't, didn't play as a team yesterday. And so I've, I've got to see all that kind of turn around. You know, uh, this team could, could very well be a final four team. This it's got the talent they've shown it, you know, up until this point, but they can't let these two losses be, a slippery slope downwards. They've got to use it as a bounce back. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> this, this next game is really freaking important. I mean, I think the Baylor game is the most important game of the season. If you win this game, people shut up, you know, you, you get some confidence back. And theoretically at the beginning of the season, if you had to peg, what would be the hardest game <laughs> or hardest two games on the schedule? True. It's the next two. Now that That's was before crazy. the season. That was before the season. You're right though. Uh, but away at Baylor, away at Kentucky. Jesus that's Christ. that's crazy. That's to crazy. avoid the four four game losing streak that Bill Self has never had. Like it if we beat if we lose to Baylor, which is entirely possible, in fact, probably predicted. Uh and you're going into that Kentucky game with your tail between your legs and trying to avoid a four game like everyone's going to get pretty tight. Like that could be a tight situation that starts to get a little scary to your point on the slippery slope like that. Now we haven't done that very often at, at all really at KU and in, in a long time. And, and so you, you got to hope that history repeats itself and they figure out a way and, and maybe steal one on the road here or steal one at Kentucky or both. But yeah, man, it, it could get it hold on to your butts. Like it could get a little, it could get a little messy here. That's not to say, that's not taking away anything else about the season or potential or ceiling or whatever, but you know, this next week could be tough and, and oh boy, KU Twitter. If KU loses these next two, oh boy. Uh, and that, that, that could be, that could be tough. But hopefully that doesn't happen, Andrew. <laughs> it's just possible. I'm, I'm, l- I'm less concerned about KU Twitter I'm than I are about the players because I, we just can't let it be a, a spiral. And no, I don't I think that there's it. there's enough you know veteran presence on this team that we've seen these we've seen in games uh, this team come back, and I think yes. in season they can come back too. There's there's enough maturity and and confidence in what they can do well that they're not going to let that happen. The veteran presence, I agree with. All the everything you just said, I agree with. But the one thing that just continues to make me nervous, and I've said it all year long, and I've been wrong almost the whole time, is that our racer this year, our guy who is supposed to be the one who erases the problem and fixes a problem when you need it. And we've seen it the last two games in spades his ability to do it, Jalen Wilson. But I still worry that him as my as my eraser, as as the as the Ochai, as the Christian, as the Sharon, as the whatever, when you need something to happen, uh, he's been great. Like I can't, I can't get the feeling out of my out of my head, and it's so wrong uh, because all he's done is just pretty much proved me wrong. Uh, but it just makes me nervous. Uh, and and maybe with uh, maybe we get Robin to Batman. You know, maybe, maybe Grady can. Can can help with that and take some. Of, I mean, that's the other side. He just needs some help. He needs someone to take a little bit of weight off the shoulders. Uh, or anyway, we'll see. I just continue to be nervous about that. But I, I think that we need to switch roles here. I think it's time for Grady to start being Batman. Oh, well, he needs to go better than one for eight for three uh, to do that. And. Uh, and that's back-to-back games. I don't think he's going to do that again. I think, no. you know, he's I started that calling him out of his system. I, I, I made the joke on Twitter. Like I will call him Dick all game long as like trying to switch the mojo. It didn't work. Like, cause I call, I only call him Grady. I don't use Dick ever, but I, I tried to switch the mojo. It didn't work. I got to call him something else. What should we call Grady Dick? GD. <laughs> 
GD. Uh, <laughs> make a GD shot, GD. GD. Make a GD shot. GD. All right. Well, maybe there's something there. All right. Let's get out of here, Andrew. Do you have anything else? I'm done. I, no, I want to see I some mean, basketball. I, I, I did applaud the uh, fans at Allen Fieldhouse. They, they tried to make it work. They got loud where they needed to, and it just wasn't there. Yeah. So keep going out there. You know, it works sometimes for us. But like I said, this is a century flood that happened against TCU yesterday. <laughs> uh, let's just make sure that the dam doesn't break. <laughs> what was your what was your percentage chance that KU was going to come back at halftime? What do you think? So we were we we're down ten. I mean, we've just been in that situation so many times. Yeah, you know that I I was like, it's probably a seventy five percent chance we win. Wow, I would have said that, but completely irrational. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was. But I was like, obviously, obviously not in a rational mood. But like you feel pretty good, but when you come out and you scored nothing, yeah. you have no offensive production. The first five half. minutes decided it. it was over. Like there was no chance after that fifteen minute mark. There's just no chance. Sad deal. All right. Well, let's get out of here, Andrew. Hopefully, we see some better basketball on Monday. Because if not, oh boy, hold on to your butts. Could be interesting. Hey, let's get back here and try to do a podcast maybe this week sometime after the Baylor game. Uh, if not, maybe we'll jump on spaces or something. Let's get some takes out. We might need that. Uh, well, hopefully it's talking about a win we reset little reset. Yes, There's a launching pad for going into March. Grady's going to go six for nine from three against TCU. I'm sorry. Against Baylor against it's against Baylor. And he's going to score 24 points. Okay. I six like that. Nine. Six for nine from three. We're going to win the game. Okay. I'm betting it. And Jalen is going to go seven for 17 from the court, from the floor (laughs) and, and two for six from three, two for seven from three and make some free throws and get his average. No problem. That's, that's enough. That's what we need. As long as he rebounds and plays defense, we're going to go. And he's going to have nine boards. Yeah. Uh, Great. Yeah. That's, that's Ken Palm. uh, Number three player in the country right there. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Catch us on Jayhawk Talk on Twitter. We'll try to do a Spaces thing. And until next time, rock chop. It's for my Jayhawk fans, for my Jayhawks. It's for my Jayhawk fans, for my Jayhawks. It's for my Jayhawk fans, for my Jayhawks. Hawks. And if you love it, then I love it because we Hawks, Tried to tell him every time we on the court. I tried to tell him that we never coming up short. I tried to tell him that we came here to get the win. I tried to tell him that that they should never let us in. They say that we the best, but I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us. That's why they talk about us. They know they can never fade us. It's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us. They know just how we feel. They know at Allen Field that we gon' keep it real. Shout out to Bill. This for them fans that waited off in them long lines. Camped out before the games and they stayed a long time. Every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win. On a Jayhawk shirt or a new clean Benz with a sticker on the back. With the K and the U. Uh-huh, yeah, baby, that'll make you say, ooh. We at the top of the top just like we should be. Started from the bottom thanks to what James could see. Dr. Naismith made a game for man, changed lives for the players, and did the same for, for the fans. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hopes. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hopes. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hopes. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hopes, baby. This for my J-Hopes. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hopes. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hopes. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope, baby.
years that we've been cheering everything that we've been hearing all them spreads that we've been clearing never been no team we fearing and look how bill got us fearing all them tournaments appearing with no team that's interfering nine times get to cheering with them banners held high and the crowd going wild night before the final four you can't even sleep now yeah we at the peak now we can't even leap down march madness man we've been waiting weeks now if you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them ones high. Shout out to the boosters showing love in the alumni. I'm speaking for the fans, even though I'm just one guy. We appreciate the love, love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks. That's like having no streets but trying to jaywalk. They see us as support and we see them on the court. So we keep it loud and do our best so we don't come up short. We win together and we lose together. But win or lose, we still booze together. Struggles in my life will change me as a man. But one thing that'll never change, I'll be a Jayhawk fan. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Huck in your faces. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Huck in your faces. This for my J. Huck fans, for my J. Huck. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. Hawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we Hawks. This baby. for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. This 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 for my J. Hawks.